Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Heating Up with Ramen podcast. This is episode 3, and in this episode I have a very good friend of mine, Jack Rice, here with me today as a guest. And Jack is a Foothill High School alumni, and he currently plays college basketball at Bethel College in Kansas. And in this episode we talk about Jack's experiences of being a student athlete in high school and now into college and some of the hardships and struggles he had to face through in that process. And we basically get a deep dive into what he had to do to get to a spot he is right now. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. You're listening to the Heating Up with Roman podcast, a show dedicated to showcase the different opinions and ideas of individuals, as well as showcasing leisurely talks and discussions about varying topics. I am your host, Roman Murugadas, and through this podcast, I hope to exhibit to the world that each one of us humans are different and unique, and that is what really makes every one of us special. If you're looking for something amusing, fun, or want to hear discussions and opinions about varying topics in the world, this podcast is for you. Let's get cooking. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for yet another episode of the Heating Up with Ramen podcast. This is episode three, and this is this is a special episode as I have my good friend, good friend Jack Price, with me here today. Jack, thank you for taking your time and uh, being being on here. I appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So Jack is a very good friend of mine. He's one of the most hardworking people I know. He's a mentor, and right now he's a uh, college basketball player at Bethel College in Kansas and a Foothill High School alumni so that's just an introduction of Jack and I know we just saw each other for like two days ago but what you've been up to lately oh uh, man just working out that's about yeah. it what yeah, about we, you yeah pretty much the same I you know I hurt my knee and I have to take it light and like just rehab so I'm just trying to focus on other things instead of just like because I have time now more time to work on other aspects so that's what I'm focusing on right now yeah that's good did you go to the uh, runs yesterday at at the tennis courts yeah it got real crazy real quick really what (laughs) what, what happened oh man it just got to people went away from the game of basketball and they were getting their feelings too hurt. Oh my gosh. People were almost getting into fist fights. <laughs> and then that's insane. the people that were about to get into fist fights were trying to take their matchup one-on-one, but like, they're not good enough to. So then everyone's just standing around the three. <laughs> that's so funny. That's, that's crazy. All right. So we'll just get started. So I'm just going to ask you different questions and we'll just go from there. And like, all right. Yeah. Go, go with the flow, basically. And in the end, we'll have a little quick speed round for fun. And, yeah, so starting from the complete beginning, like, as, as a kid, we all we all get exposed to different sports. And so what in, in your life, what made you particularly choose basketball? And how did you start playing basketball? Uh, well, growing up throughout elementary school and middle school, I played – my parents just kind of signed me up for all sports. So, mm-hmm. like, throughout elementary school, I played baseball – basketball like a flag football uh soccer took like tennis classes like they were just (laughs) trying to get me out to see to see whatever I liked but then as I got older then I started figuring out what I liked more and then I just narrowed it down to basketball baseball and then flag football um but I never really took any of them too serious Uh I would just show up to the practice once a week and then show up (laughs) to the games yeah, no, that was about it. And I didn't put in any outside work. And then finally, like at the end of seventh grade, 
uh, I went to a Warriors game. Yeah. And I just saw – that was, like, the season before Steph Curry won his first MVP. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, right when the Warriors – they were, like, a decent team, but they weren't great. Right, right. And I just saw just, like, Steph just, like, shooting. And he just looks like just an average yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And I just saw, like, everyone just, like, erupting and just cheering for him. I was like, I – I want to do that. Like, I, I could do that. Yeah. That's, so, for you, Steph Curry was your motivation to get started. Yeah, Would you definitely. Say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think for a lot of people in the Bay especially, he changed the sport and got a lot of us into playing basketball. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I know – so, you said you said that you got – you started taking it seriously in the end of seventh grade, but mm-hmm. you got cut from the eighth grade team and – you said you were last got in freshman, then junior on JV, and we all know that uh, your varsity year, you didn't get much of an opportunity to play that much. But throughout throughout all these adversities that you faced, what motivated motivated you through all that, and why did you keep going instead of uh, instead of just quitting? Well, at first, the goals they just gradually got bigger. So first, when I got cut from my eighth grade team like looking back like it made sense why I got cut but in the moment I was like wow like I'm better than these kids because what I used to do is like every day during eighth grade and especially after uh, I got cut from the tryouts I would just go at lunch like I wouldn't eat lunch I would just eat lunch the period after and I would just go check out a ball and I would just shoot the entire lunch every single day and then uh-huh. I'll just always try to challenge all the people on the team because then it just became like competitive. Yeah. Like going in to freshman year, I was like, I want to just make the team, like show all these people that I'm good enough to make the team. And then once I made the team freshman year and I didn't play, I was like, well, I don't want to be in a team. Like if I'm not going to play, like right. I want to prove that I'm good enough to play. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just put in like what I thought at the time was like hard work. And then ended up getting, like, opportunities my sophomore year and then capitalizing and then started on sophomore year. And then from there, I was like, all right, I'm going to commit to try to play college basketball, which, you know, at that point wasn't super realistic because I was a 5'10 center starting Mm -hmm. on JV. Nothing nothing too special about me. Wait, you then Keep going, keep going. um, And then – yeah, I just put in like a bunch of work because realistically, we had a really good talent wise, talent and skill wise. My junior year, the varsity yeah. team was really good. Yeah. And I knew realistically, like, I pro- if I was on the varsity team, I wasn't going to get much run just right. because the guys were, especially like at my position, I, I didn't stand right. a chance. Mm-hmm. But I was still working out with the mentality like, I'm training to be a starter on mm-hmm. this varsity team. Like, mm-hmm. I had to work out like I was trying to get a starting spot. And then wherever I ended up, it's just wherever I ended up. Like, I can't change where I ended up. Yeah. But then a month before the tryouts, I hurt my ankle. And yeah. I was, like, never the same um, throughout that junior year. So, I had, like, a terrible season um, my junior year on JV. Like, I went from starting as a sophomore. And we had a way better team my sophomore year. Uh-huh. The being, like, eighth or ninth man, sometimes, like, barely getting in my junior year and then after that I was like that was that was the hardest part to taste some success and then go back to being where I was before so I was like no I I'm gonna do whatever I can to get back to be on the court 
contributing to winning. Cause that was the other thing. My junior year, we weren't winning. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm sitting on a team and we're winning, I have no problem with that. Right. But I'm just very competitive. So I wanted to try to do whatever I could to win. And then it, the summer going into my senior year, I just put in a crazy amount of work. And then finally things just started clicking going into uh, like that fall session right before mm-hmm. uh, the season. Mm-hmm. I felt like I, that's, that was like the best I had ever been at that time. And I was like scoring a lot in open gyms. I felt like I was rebounding fairly well, passing the ball well. I was okay on defense. That's always been my weak point. But I felt uh-huh. like I was being you know, like serviceable. Yeah. But then you know, senior year came around and was never yeah. really given opportunity. And when I was given some opportunity, I just got my own head yeah. and didn't play the way I knew how to play, which was detrimental to my senior season. Mm-hmm. You said uh, you talked about your injury and that that was some of the hardest things you had to face. But what were like throughout this process? Like, what what do you think some of the hardest things that you had, like particularly with high school and injuries? So would you would you say that the ankle injury was the lowest point? Yeah, I would say that was just the lowest point, like mentally, m- mentally, because I felt like before I got hurt. I felt like I was like pretty decent because I knew I had a feeling I was like, all right, well, I'm because my AAU coach told me that he thought it'd be better if I played on JV. Yeah. So I could get runs and experience for my senior year when all the seniors left. And then I'd be able to just step in and have a bunch of experience under my belt, which I wouldn't have gotten if I went up on varsity. Mm-hmm. And since I hurt my ankle so soon to the tryouts, I never gave myself enough time to recover. It was like either a yeah. grade two or a grade three because I never ended up going to the doctor for it. Oh, yeah. Because I got hurt and I texted um, my head coach and he was just like, don't go to the doctors. Like, they're just going to tell you you're out <laughs> for four to six weeks. Right. In what, reality, I should have been out for four to six weeks. Yeah. What, what happened to your ankle? Like, how'd you hurt it? Um, I think I was coming down the lane – no, I went up for a rebound mm-hmm. and I landed on one foot on yeah. someone else's foot. And like, I landed like sideways and yeah. then just like rolled over. Yeah, that's exactly and how then, I hurt my ankle too. This yeah. Year. Mm-hmm. Like I took a picture of the two when I got home. Yeah. And this was like still after I'd iced it for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it looked like there was a baseball coming out of the side of it <laughs> yeah, like, it, was, it was really bad i yeah. could not walk my friends the next day at school because i didn't have any crutches or a boot oh yeah or anything mm-hmm. so i had to call my friends at school to come literally carry me <laughs> to the to the junior tables at foothill Man. so that um because then my teammates dylan and owen they hooked me up with a boot and some crutches yeah. but until they got there i was just not able to walk like if I didn't see him before school I would have had to have a friend carry me to class because I could not put any pressure on it at all that's crazy so you obviously you went through a lot of adversity and hardships throughout this process but who are some of your biggest motivators or supporters during this time to lift you up and keep you going uh definitely my parents they're they're definitely on that list they always supported me in whatever I wanted to do Mm -hmm. whatever goals I had I could like, I remember growing up, I told my dad I wanted to be the first three sport professional athlete <laughs> that was also in a rock band. And then he was just like, 
He's like, go do it. <laughs> I was just like, all right. Obviously, that's very low chance of happening. Right. right. They were just super supportive regardless. <laughs> yeah. And then I also had teammates, um, some of the older guys that took me under their wing, especially mm-hmm. during my sophomore and junior years were guys like older that were like Michael Smith, JT McDermott, that both play in college. They really helped me out. Tommy Seck. Yeah. Uh, my JV coach, he really helped me out. For sure. Uh, Matt Smith, Jairus Damagis. Yeah. They, yeah, just all, like, most of the coaches I had mm-hmm. and then just, like, close friends and teammates. Mm-hmm. That was definitely big to help me get to where I am. Yeah, that's what's up. It's, I think it's obviously when when you're already facing really hard hardships in the core with yourself, it's really important to have, like, mentors or supporters like that so that like it's really hard to do it by yourself and if you look at all the success stories like most of them are a lot of them at least are always with supporters and they're never like alone so it's important that like any athlete especially has people that can look up to and like mentor that mentors that they can follow as a role model and stuff so yeah so I know uh, we probably just talked about this a couple of weeks ago about your uh, high school summer grind, I guess. But run me, run me down through like a typical summer day during your high school season, maybe in between your junior and senior year, or like how your work ethic was and what your schedule was back then. Yeah, so you, um, the way it worked at Foothill was for the summer sessions, there was like a younger kids camp slash like a JV camp. And then there was like varsity, like summer practice after. Uh And then while the JV camp was going on, um, the varsity guys would be doing weights. So before like my sophomore year, I would um, like going into my sophomore and junior year, I would still always get to the gym at like 6 a.m., you know, I'd go through weights, go through the camp, and then play whatever summer games we had. But mm-hmm. then I knew that I had to turn it up going into my senior year. Right. Because um, I was like, this is the year. Because colleges, they're not really going to care about, you know, what you did on JV as a junior. Mm-hmm. They're going to look about what you did against the competition in the EBAL as a senior. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I would wake up, get to the gym at 6 a.m. I would have – like an hour and a half workout with one of the older kids whose name was Seth Cobb. Mm-hmm. And we would just, we'd be in there grinding. Um, Ani Rude would be there as well. Yeah. Like we would just be in there every morning, like 6 a.m. And then the younger kids session would start. And then I'd just sit, get some, get some food in me. Mm-hmm. Then we'd hit the weights and conditioning. And so it depended on what we did that day, but usually we'd get like 30, minutes 45 minutes of lifting yeah and then we do some type of mobility or conditioning for the last 15 minutes and then i would go from there to practice and then practice was from 10 to 12 and then after practice i would go over to the small gym with coach jaris mm-hmm. and then we would be in there for like two hours just working on like our skills getting up shots and so I'd get home at like three-ish and then, you know, I'd eat, relax for a bit mm-hmm. and then we would have summer league games. And then that goes from like five to nine. 
So then I'd go to the games from like five to nine and then come back, do some recovery, like stretching ice if you need to, and then just wake up and do that same thing five days a week man that's that's a tough schedule <laughs> i don't know that's crazy bro that you did that in your high school year your body your body's probably like super tired after those five days a week oh and, it was it, <laughs> yeah those that two days of rest is super important if you work that hard yeah and that's the thing on those two days of rest you're not even really resting right that's when <laughs> you have to look at it like that's when we don't have practice so mm-hmm. those two days that's when you're going to be able to focus mainly yeah on your skills so you just have to go even harder on those two days for sure so when you come back you're even better in practice yeah yeah it's that grind man it's that grind there's no no stopping breaks yeah and then even like potential aau games that uh-huh. go on in the summer on yeah the weekends. it's crazy okay <laughs> yeah it's crazy so next question uh out of your four years in high school looking back what what was your favorite year from those four seasons uh basketball wise yeah basketball wise I would have to say my sophomore year freshman year was nice like we had great team chemistry um but I just didn't play as much and then sophomore year there was because like my freshman year we came down from a big halftime deficit and we held De La Salle to three points in the second Man, half and we crazy. ended up beating them. Damn. And that, that was definitely one of my favorite high school moments. But then my sophomore year, I was like contributing to like the winning and the on-court production. Mm-hmm. And like I said, again, we had great team chemistry. Like we had Noah Lewis as a sophomore and he was a bucket. So he would just go handle the scoring we had Nathan Williams locking people down, Logan Still knocking down threes. It was it was such a fun team to be a part of. Yeah. One through fifteen, everybody cheered and cared about everybody on that team. And we were pulling out wins. Like we would have had a way better record, but the last three games of the season we lost by a combined like seven points. Oh man. Yeah, that's tough. Those those close games. Always the hardest. Yeah. Now moving on from more from high school to college, like first, uh, l- tell me how you like managed to get the attention of like the coaching staff at Bethel and like how you got the opportunity to play at the college level. Like, so like, what did you do and like how did you manage to uh, play college basically? Yeah. So even though I didn't play my senior year, I still just felt confident in myself. Where I was like, I, I feel like I can play somewhere because going into my senior year at the end of my junior year I created a recruiting profile on this website called NCSA yeah which is like next college student athlete Mm -hmm. and I uh I got some like attention from schools there and I went to a couple camps and then I was like, I can like, I can hang with this type of competition. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't like spectacular, but I was like, I, I can, I could definitely hold my own. Yeah. So then, uh, after my senior season, obviously like no college is going to go try to recruit the 14th guy on like a bad team Mm -hmm. because my senior year, we had a terrible record. Yeah. So I just emailed like almost every junior college in California, (laughs) even some up in Washington, Oregon. (laughs) 
I just had to just try to put my name out there. Yeah. And then I went to go visit Ohlone College, and I was, like, talking to the coach who happened to work at American High School. Uh-huh. And we played against American. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I watched your film, and you played for about 45 seconds in the game against us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going here. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the drive home, I checked, like, my recruiting profile. Uh-huh. And I just had an email from – this school called Bethel college in Kansas. And I was like, I thought it was one of those like spam emails. Yeah. And then I was like with my dad and we were both like pumped. And I was like, let's just not get like too excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I'm like, what? I just emailed them back. And then I sent the coach my number mm-hmm. and my like personal email. And then on the, on the NCSA, it shows like when they open it. So it showed that he like opened it and it had uh-huh. been a couple of days. And I'm just like, yeah, it must've just been like some spam email. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. And then one day after AAU practice, I just got like a text from this random number saying he was like the coach for Bethel. And I was like, wow, I guess it was like legit. <laughs> I have no idea how they found me like what what they did but at the end of the day it all just ended up working out that's awesome man that's i'm I'm happy for you that you found this up found this opportunity because i've seen how hard you work and like the struggles you went through but so super happy yeah, thanks for you. i appreciate it man so let's say for an high school athlete right now looking to play college sports or anything in that sense what are some of your biggest pieces of advice that you have for someone going through the same things that you were going through a couple of years ago i would just say you got to find a good support group. That's easily number one, because you could have all the talent and skill in the world, but if you don't have people there to have your back when the times get tough and you're just by yourself, then it's going to be really hard Mm -hmm. to get out of those tough times. Uh, And then other than that, I'd obviously just say, you just got to work and work and work. Cause like my mentality was, no matter how much I was working, like I knew in my head that I was putting in more work than people, mm-hmm. but you just always got to think like someone out there is working more than me. Right. And let's just say, even if they aren't working more than you, someone out there is better than me right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you just got to yeah. keep training, like in the mentality of like, I'm trying to be not only the best, like player athlete that I can be, but like the best out there. Yeah. That's a great mindset to have. Yeah. So and also just putting yourself out there. Like I said, like with the emails, oh yeah. mm-hmm. like I end up getting like, I emailed like a bunch of colleges, bunch, majority of them never opened my email. <laughs> a bunch of them opened it, didn't leave, like they never responded. A couple replied and were like, Oh, like we don't have space. Yeah. A couple were just like, looked at your film, not interested. Yeah. But then there were like two or three, out of that hundred or plus that I emailed and they're just like, yeah, like we're interested. Yeah. So you never know what opportunities can be opened up just from being Mm -hmm. proactive and just like trying to put yourself out there, sending coaches your film. And even if you're like, you know, higher level athlete than I was in college and you have like in high school, I mean, and you have more film, you don't Mm -hmm. just have to email junior Juco coaches. You can email D3, D2, D1. Yeah. What's the worst that happens? They just don't open it. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So for you to transition from high school to college basketball, uh, what was the transition like? And like, do you think uh, it was overwhelming at first or how'd you handle that 
Switch. Oh, it was it was definitely overwhelming at first because uh, not playing my senior year, I feel like I missed out on a lot of like game experience mm-hmm. and going up against like good competition, like Dublin High School. Yeah, there, that would have been really good team to to get in the game against just because mm-hmm. they are like super athletic a bunch of college guys on that team yeah they LaSalle, super disciplined team but and then like when I first moved in like some of the freshmen would just go and like play pickup games and I was I was definitely holding my own mm-hmm. against the freshmen at the beginning but then when the older guys moved in they would come up to the pickup games and once the older guys moved in I don't think I touched the ball except for like a rebound the yeah. first like two days just because the length and athleticism I was not used to it at all because mm-hmm. I know some people like would look at it and be like oh like he plays NAIA like they're not like it's not that good nothing mm-hmm. impressive but we have a bunch of guys on a team that talent wise could have gone a lot higher um, you even have you even have some people that turned down like D2 offers and came here like we were recruiting this one guy this year that was about to commit to us, but then got offered by a D2 that was just closer to home. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's pretty similar, like competition, competition level. Just the more you go up, the bigger, stronger, more athletic the people are. Yeah. So like you kind of got into this, but like a lot of people look down upon like any like collegiate athletic level other than the NCAA, like division one or division two, like what's your response to that? And like, wh- like, what do you think of the major majority crowd is disregarding like the like the lower divisions i mean i just know it's just like a thing that happens but i also feel like i might be being a little biased when i say this but i also feel like people just aren't as educated on like the lower levels because mm-hmm. i know a lot of people think like oh d1 or bust yeah if you're not d1 like you're not a college athlete but we still put in like a bunch of work at like the NAIA level. Yeah. We have people that could have gone like, you know, D2 or Mm -hmm. people are like one attribute off from being like a low to mid major, like D1. Yeah. Right. Like the, the talent and the skill is still there at the, at like the NAIA D3 level. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you think are the, like, then what do you think are the major like differences between like, except I guess, the overall skill like in terms of game like the game of basketball wise what do you think are the major like differences between the different collegiate levels definitely pace um like how fast the game is actually played Mm -hmm. and then like some of the players on like that d1 level they just have a really high iq yeah right they they, like they know how to play the game right Uh uh and obviously just like the size and just pure athleticism of some of those guys. And you just combine that with a good work ethic. Right. Then you get players like, you know, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I know LeBron didn't play in college, but that's what happens when talent and hard work meet together. Right. For you sure. Guys like that. Zion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genetic freaks, man. It's yeah. Like... So like, run me, like, I know we were in lockdown and everything right now, but Without lockdown, let's just say you were back in college in Kansas. Run me through like a typical week of work and like, and like how how you worked out when this corona was, was not a thing. Um. So the first month of school, like right before we get into practices, 
we have 6 a.m. conditioning. Mm -hmm. So you wake up like 5.15, 5.30-ish. And if someone's, not, if someone's not there or they're late, like the entire team has to run. Oh, man. So everyone, everyone makes sure everyone is up. So you get up like 5.15, mm-hmm. you eat a little something and drink a little water. Because if you eat too much or you drink too much, you're going to throw gonna up. Puke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to throw up or you're going to cramp. Yeah. And then you get down there, everyone, you know, stretches, gets ready. And we had like, we had different days. So we'd go on the track two of the days and like our first workout for the conditioning was we ran six one hundreds mm-hmm. and six two hundreds, like back to back to back. Oh, like man. You, you sprint and you jog back, you sprint, jog back. And it was, that That's, was tough. Yeah. And then we have another day where we go in the gym and we do circuit type training. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more basketball oriented. Yeah. So you'll go like 30 seconds and that that's like, that's where you show who's competitive because mm-hmm. you go like 30 seconds on, like how many reps can you get of this? And then whichever you have a partner and whichever team gets the most reps at the end of the month, like wins. Right. And you get like, I think you get like a t-shirt or something, but the main thing is bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I put it, I got more reps than you. Yeah. And then we have one day where it's pickup and like our coach gets like upset if you set up half court offense, like he <laughs> wants you to get the rebound and he wants you just to run. He's like, this is your conditioning. So you better be running. And he's like, this is pretty fun conditioning. If you ask me, just fast yeah. paced basketball. Mm-hmm. And then we have another day where we're in the gym and we do like a bunch of defensive oriented stuff, just like slides, closeouts, like sprints, and mm-hmm. that's tough. So you do that. Yeah. And then, you know, you go, you get food, you shower. And then you got class. Like I had oh, class yeah. at 8 a.m. So oh. we'd finish our workouts at like 7 to 7.15. Mm-hmm. So I would go back to my room, shower, grab some granola bars, and I would like head to class. So then you get class for the day. And then we had weights at 4. And then like 4 to 5. And then you know, you're, you're done. Then the rest of the day is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then that, like, I know we'd still run like a little bit of pickup at night mm-hmm. sometimes, depending on how tired people were. But mm-hmm. then after that's over, then you don't have any more 6am wake ups. And then basically getting better is just up to you yeah. during the season because you just have practice for two hours. It's from like three to five uh-huh. and I know like five to seven like one of those time slots. Yeah. And then, you know, the rest of the day is yours. So like who's getting in there and putting up shots. So like for me, I would you know, wake up, go to class in between classes. I would get my lift in and I would go get on the shooting machine for an hour to like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I would head to practice and then, you know, shower, get my homework done, get yeah. you know, stretching, recovery, that type of stuff. Yeah. But then when now you're in the off season after the season's done mm-hmm. and then this is where you're really tested. Cause you don't have, cause Corona like canceled before I like canceled our school before we were able to get into like a weights uh-huh. or like individual workouts. And you have to be at those. And there was like, we were already done with our season for, cause my school, we have a JV and our JV season mm-hmm. finished like a lot earlier. We were done by like the beginning of February. Yeah. So I had had just like a month 
And then that's where the gap between me and like my other peers really started just to narrow mm-hmm. and get like closer and closer. Yeah. Cause that's, I would like wake up, get my work done. Cause my class schedule, uh, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of homework second semester. Uh, so I would go out of the lift. Um, and I go upper lower splits uh-huh. so for my upper body days. I just do two exercises for each muscle group. Mm-hmm. And that can take anywhere from like two to three hours because I right. try to rush through it. I know a lot of people are like two to three hours. You're lifting like way too much. Yeah. But I mean, it's what works for me. Yeah. So you just got to find whatever works for you. So then mm-hmm. I would lift for two to three hours. I would go, I would shoot for an hour to an hour and a half because I had to change my shot after the season ended. Mm-hmm. So for about two weeks, I just only shot in the paint. And that yeah. was really tough. Mm-hmm. But then I would go, I would get my shots up uh shoot for hour hour and a half some days even two hours if i was feeling like it yeah go i'd rest up and then after dinner i would go and i'd get a skills session in with one of the old players for like Mm -hmm. an hour to an hour and a half so that's like throughout the full day i was working out roughly like six hours man yeah so like this kind of out of topic but what major are you doing right now I'm doing a business major with the sports management minor. Oh, that's nice. Is is it like, t- tell me more about it. Is it like too much? How does that fit like, like corresponding to your work outside of uh, school? Like, does it, is it, do you think that it's a good fit with your schedule with basketball and everything? I think it's a great fit because um, throughout my freshman year, you know, you, a lot of the classes are introductory classes. Yeah. So, I, and I had already gone over like a lot of the stuff that I had to learn mm-hmm. for like my business classes. I had taken a class my senior year. So uh-huh. I knew a lot of that knowledge, which yeah. helped. And then at my school, we're like a liberal arts school. So you have to take a bunch of general ed classes. Right. And the workload isn't like a lot as mm-hmm. long as you're like on top of your stuff. Yeah, if compared- you fall behind, then your workload can be like a lot more. Yeah, compared to like high school and like Foothill, like is it? Do you think the school workload is about the same or like higher or lower? Uh, for me, I had I felt like I had less actual homework than I did at Foothill. Mm-hmm. But I know like my friends that go to you know UCLA, Cal Poly, yeah. the bigger schools that are taking mm-hmm. like harder majors. Yeah, they have like actual like homework and they have to like grind yeah. on that type of stuff. That's true. Yeah. So that really helped me uh, progress my game because yeah. I didn't really have to worry about homework. I just had to worry about studying for tests and quizzes. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the chal- most challenging things for me is that it's like because my mom makes me take the hardest classes like possible. So combining that with like working out and like trying to get better, it's just super tough to do. Yeah, it's a it's, it's, it's hard a grind to break up your time. Yeah, basketball. I know, man. It's it is it is what it is, though. It's like, gotta do what you gotta do. So, yeah. Now moving on to um, right now. So what's what what has been the most challenging part of this quarantine for you so far? Um, there was a time in like April, like end of April, mm-hmm. where this is when you know the quarantine was like still a lot like, yeah. stricter, uh-huh. and I couldn't really like go outside. It was really hard for me to stay motivated. Yeah. Because like normally 
like when I was like going throughout high school and stuff, like I never had a challenge staying motivated or like mm. wanting to work out. Like that yeah. was never a problem for me. For sure. But then here, it's just when every day was the exact same because mm-hmm. my online school was honestly a kind of a joke. Like mm. it was, it was super easy, super easy. So I'd never like school wasn't really a problem for me. Like uh-huh. it wasn't, it barely took up any time. So I'd wake up and I'd work out and then, you know, there's only so much working out you can do. <laughs> right. I just right. like my, I like kind of having a schedule, but where my, where, where every day was exactly the same for me. Uh-huh. That's where things just got hard just to keep going. Cause like, even though I like having a schedule, I like having variation in my day. Right. And like personal interactions, like things that like are different. You're right. Cause that's just like, you know, life, like things aren't the same way every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. And that was just hard for me. Yeah, I could definitely relate to that because, like, the same thing happened to me, too, around April-ish time. Like, I just didn't have the motivation to work out. But, but like, when we have a – when we're access to, like, a gym or, like, a ni- like a nice court, like, you, you're being given, like, everything to work out, so you just have to put in the work. But when you're at home, like, back then, even when we can go outside to put up shots or anything, we just had our – we just had to do any everything at home, which is hard to – like like let's say we're training weights or like strength it's just hard to like do do body weight stuff when compared to in the gym when you just have access to like everything so that that was for me something i had to uh climb over but right now i think it's pretty good i feel like but i i am kind of concerned that we're gonna go back into full lockdown sometime soon because I think the governor just like ordered restaurants to close again, but yeah, the number of cases are kind of skyrocketing right now. Yeah, I, I kind of guess that, but I hope it's not that bad. But we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. At this point, the only thing I need open is uh, the tennis park courts. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. all I need. I can spend all day there. I know. It's so almost getting finished up, but so throughout this journey that you been had what, what what has been your most uh enjoyable or memorable experience about this so far one of the ones that definitely comes to my mind um just like kind of sitting and basking and basking in reflective glory in a sense mm-hmm. would be on senior night because like i it got to a point my senior year where i just told like my friends like don't come to the yeah. games because like I know like when I go to watch like people play like yeah you're there to support them and like their team right but like I don't want to I know they're my friends and family are trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. but just like in a sense I felt like embarrassed like you're coming to watch me and like I don't even play mm-hmm. like I would always like feel kind of bad so then uh-huh. when all my friends like friends that I'd had since kindergarten and all the friends I'd made like throughout elementary school middle school high school on senior night when they were just like all there and I was just like just walking and I was like looking in the crowd and you know I see all the younger kids in the program like yeah. going crazy like that that to me was like like wow this is yeah. kind of nice yeah yeah that for sure seems like, like a good memory to share for you so for you uh after college what are some of the future plans you have in mind or what are some of the goals that you have in mind right now for you to do after you finish college uh well i know it's definitely 
the goal and the career path that I'm trying to follow right now is I'm trying to still stay in the basketball world. Even if I, I know I'm not going to be playing, but if like I could somehow manage to get into like the front office of like a professional sports team or being mm-hmm. like an athletic director yeah. for college, I feel like that, that'd be pretty cool for me to do. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's really cool. So final question for the, of the main part of this podcast, do you think all the effort and work that you put in over the years and all the hours you put in have been worth it so far? Or do you regret doing or not doing anything in this journey? Uh, no, I don't, I don't regret any of the work I put in because now I'm able to like say that I play in college. Mm-hmm. And if like you look at like the people that made the eighth grade team over me, yeah, no one else is playing college basketball. Right. Although like there are the, some of them are playing like other college sports, mm-hmm. but still just the fact that's like that they're not playing basketball. Yeah. And I have the opportunity to, that mm-hmm. to me is something like kind of special yeah if I never got the opportunity to play in college then I think that would have been a lot harder yeah because I would have missed like because at the end of the day like missing out hanging out with friends like Mm -hmm. some family time you know going to like the parties and stuff like missing that stuff it all ended up paying off yeah. due to the fact that now I'm on a college roster. Yeah. Cause I don't know if I told you this, but every, like when I was, when I started not playing my senior year, mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, well, I just have to start preparing for, you know, the future. Yeah. So I would like sneak into foothill every night mm-hmm. at nine o'clock and I would stay, I would just like be in the gym from nine to 11, 1130 some nights. Damn. Just sitting there on the shooting machine, yeah, trying to work on my shot and get better at shooting from deeper. Mm-hmm. Like if I did all that and I ended up like not playing in college, yeah, like all the loss of sleep, I would have been like. Although, like at the time, it was worth it. Like, why? I wish I could have get gotten those extra hours of sleep back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just in a position where I don't like regret doing anything. Yeah, like, the work I put in, like it also kind of made like me who I am. Yeah. Like now, awesome. like the work I put in for, for on the court, now I can use that hard work for things like off the court. For sure. For sure. It's like, I feel like, uh, like I think Kobe said this back, like back a couple years ago, but he said that like all kids should play sports because not only it helps obviously with like the motion of sports and like getting better at the sport, but it creates a mentality and a mindset for, and like gives us lessons about stuff that, we have to endure like the rest of our lives and oh definitely yeah so sports yeah like some people just look at sports as like dribbling a basketball or kicking a ball but it's definitely way more than that and like you like uh, like athletes obviously know this that like it's real truly like change changes our lives completely and like teaches more lessons than any any anyone could ever know just playing the actual sport and like even the negatives that you may think about like in the moment Mm-hmm. Like you look back and you're like, wow, like, I know I didn't, I never had the best like relationship with my varsity coach, mm-hmm. but like, he taught me like how to, along with, like, with coach Jarris, but like my varsity coach told me how, like showed me how to dissect film of like yeah. the other team and like learning players tendencies. Mm-hmm. And like when we would watch film, he would stop it like at least every five seconds, <laughs> like just to show like how 
certain plays were going to go and like yeah that like went in when he wasn't just there coaching like the yeah. work that, that he put in mm-hmm. to like you know try to put us in like a position to win right I was like wow like this is like all the little things that have to go right right have to happen to have mm-hmm. like a chance of winning yeah right? for sure it's just been like oh I've, I've, i'm tired i don't feel like watching film uh-huh but he's he's like even though he wasn't putting in you know like like the running the sprints like we were he was putting in the off the court work yeah for sure it's like all the you learn about kind of just like a community where it's like everything everyone has to work together in order mm-hmm. to go to come together yeah. for a common goal yeah yeah it's super true and i think that's all i have for the main part of this interview so now we'll just move on to uh, a lot more lighthearted section the final section of this podcast so this is basically going to just be a speed round i'll like i'll ask you like 10 or so questions about just random things and you can just answer and you can like explain as how much like explain with as much detail as you want to or not to it's up to you so all right yeah sounds good first question what's your, who's your favorite nba player definitely steph curry i knew that yeah <laughs> favorite team favorite team warriors warriors do you think what's your thoughts about next year going into next year about the warriors like with that with the i know we're getting a lottery pick and we we already have three all-stars so you know i think it all just depends on how draymond comes in because uh-huh. if he has a season like he did this year yeah it's definitely going to be tough because you know we're paying him a lot of money right uh and then it also depends on how the lottery goes because although we might have the best odds, what if we fall to like pick six? That would suck. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. If you if you had the first pick and you're the general manager of the Warriors, who would you pick? I would first try to see what trade offers were out there, mm-hmm. because the Warriors are definitely in like a win now mode. Yeah, you know, for Steph's sure. Steph's getting up there in age. Clay's getting up there in age, mm-hmm. and like Draymond's getting up there in age. So if you could trade for a player that's going to be better over the next, you know, three or so years while Steph, Clay are still in their prime and you can capitalize on that now, I'd do that. Yeah. But if I had to draft a player, I'd probably probably have to go with someone like James Wiseman. Yeah, James Wiseman. I was thinking. Position, cause yeah, because that's cause definitely the biggest hole. For sure. Because Anthony Edwards is a, is a tremendous player, but I feel like Andrew Wiggins kind of fills in that role of the, the three guard. So and yeah. also Lamelo Ball, we know what Lavar said. He doesn't want to be behind yeah. Steph. And then Lamelo, so. like he tweeted out, he was like, "Stop this nonsense." I feel like <laughs> I don't think Lamelo would mind going to the Warriors. <laughs> I just feel like it'd be hard. Yeah, for him to fit like, in. Ever since like a freshman in high school, Lamelo's always had like the spotlight on him, and he's been like starting. Yeah. Right. So I feel like it would be a hard, harder adjustment for him having yeah. to come off the bench. And, like, I think he has the most star potential out of anyone in the draft. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like at that, like, in the Warriors position, like, at that point, James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, it's really just like a toss-up. It's like, yeah. what, what need do you have? And I feel like the Warriors need a center more than they need another guard. Yeah, for sure, 100%. So what's your favorite body part to train and why? I would probably have to say – either chest or biceps i knew it <laughs> yeah <laughs> just because um like legs 
<laughs> they kind of they kind of suck. They do. <laughs> and and back back is like the legs of the upper body. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. And then and like, triceps are nice, but my my uh, school's gym they don't have like a pulley system to do like tricep <laughs> extensions yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> so it's hard to train you know, get. Yeah. yeah. Like I could still train them, but I just wish I had like more equipment. Yeah. I feel like chest, you know, everyone loves benching. <laughs> um, and then biceps, you know, yeah. that's pretty self-explanatory. I right? know. <laughs> when like the best part is when you get a pump and like, oh, when you look get the at pump yourself. and the lighting's yeah. hitting them, you just right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best feeling. I feel like a Greek god. <laughs> What's your favorite exercise movement? Um, I would have to say curls. Curls, probably. just yeah, curls for the girls. Dumbbells or barbell or? Uh, right now I just have dumbbells, but I I like doing easy bar. Curls. Yeah, easy bar. That's, that that'd be my favorite exercise. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When you when you're training, do you do like what's your training philosophy? Like, do you uh just have a certain sets and reps you have to do, or that you want to do, or do you like do drop sets and like supersets and giant sets and all that? Uh, well, for me, because I'm mainly trying to like go for like performance, mm -hmm. uh, so I don't try to like kill yeah my my muscles. Right. So I know like drop sets. That's great when you're trying to like build muscle and mm -hmm. get stronger and bigger that way. But when I got to college. Oh, uh, like our strength coach is, is an absolute unit. He is massive. So I was like talking to him because I knew I was trying to cut when I got up there. And I was like, oh, so should I just be doing sets of 20? Because I thought like I'd just do <laughs> high reps. Yeah. Um, and he was like, what I would do is if you train your upper body three days a week, you do the f one day sets of five, another day sets of 12, and then another day sets of 20. Mm -hmm. So that you're still like, you're working your muscles in like different ways. Right. Like one day you're working on like the more like strength aspect and like, you're still getting used to like pushing and like lifting that heavier weight. Mm -hmm. And then another day you're working on, you know, that muscle endurance. So right. I feel like all, it all just like comes together. Yeah. There's so much science and like complexity goes, that goes behind like oh, proper yeah. weight training. Is, I know. Yeah. Is so interesting. I know it's, 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 it's super, I've been like looking, doing my research for the, past couple months and like man it's, it's it's there's so many little things that you have to pay attention to and like mm -hmm. it's it's insane moving on uh who's your favorite music artist currently my favorite current music artist that's tough um because i listen to a lot of different types of music depending mm -hmm. on my mood yeah i guess drake's always solid Drake. yeah i so like Drake, uh, A Boogie, mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, Little Baby, Little yeah. Baby. So you're, so you're saying like your favorite um, genre is basically hip hop right now. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like that's just what I listen. I would listen to most. Yeah, because I have like two playlists. I have like a heat playlist and like a chill playlist. <laughs> yeah, but I, I play the heat more because I wouldn't really want to like have chill vibes when I'm right. Like, when I'm trying to lift. Yeah, I know. Or, like, or, <laughs> or work out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say I'd listen to the Heat one like a lot more. Yeah. So I just hear those artists more. All right. Now moving more specifically, what's your favorite song or, or specific album? My favorite song or album? Yeah. Just songs. I know it's pretty hard, but I'll, I'll like, songs if you have a, 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Even albums kind of hard. Yeah, there's so many yeah, different types. True. I would say, right now. Ooh. Or what are some of your favorites? Tough you have one. to pick one. I kind of like. I'm. I like Roddy Rich's new stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's been popping off lately. Yeah, and then Colt Forty Five, the song that's always a classic mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. But I guess I would say currently, my favorite album would be, um, the that one Post Malone's uh one. Let me look up which one it's called. Is it the uh, beer bongs? Beer and bongs and Bentleys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that would probably be my favorite album. Mm-hmm. And then favorite song, I guess I would just have to say Colt Forty Five. Yeah, because it's always solid. It's a good one. Solid. What's your favorite subject in school? Ooh, it was I was always, it was always math. math. I always liked math the most for some reason. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did you? Yeah, you took AP Calc, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. My senior yeah. Year. How how was that? Cause oh, that class that class was hard. I got I got senioritis pretty bad. <laughs> did you do uh, AB or BC? I did um, AB. Oh, okay. Well, do you know what what's the difference between AB and BC? Cause uh, BC it goes faster and you uh-huh. learn more. Oh yeah. So I think like I think it's like AB. I'm just gonna throw out like random numbers. AB you went like <laughs> through chapter ten and like BC you went through chapter thirteen. Yeah. Something like that. How did you how did you like manage with taking AP Calc with the grind and with like cuz oh, that you, um like so what your priorities were 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 they like school first did you care about just like trying to get as get the best grades or at the time what was your priorities with school at that basketball? at the time i would say it was definitely more basketball oriented Mm-hmm. Because a lot of my other classes, I had like more senior-based classes. Yeah. So they were like pretty easy. Yeah. Right? Like easy A's. So you know, if I got like one like B, yeah, it wasn't like the end of the world. Like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna miss workouts to try to put in like extra work for math. Mm-hmm. I know that's like school should come first. Yeah. But it was because I was like, it was because I was a senior. Yeah. And I was just like, well, <laughs> I already kind of have like the college aspect like taking care of grades yeah. wise like overall like one grade like two two grades like it's not going to kill me true right like as long as i'm not getting like f's then like anything above like a c like yeah. i like I, I could live with in, yeah. in something like ap calc because you also get the uh the weighted the, grade yeah the weight a. yeah i remember yeah in, in your senior year you were my ta for engineering <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't do anything in that class. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, no. that, Being the, a... way I, the way I got through math uh, my senior year was since I had I had it fourth period. Uh huh. So I would always find out from the people first period <laughs> if she if she checked the homework. Yeah. And then I would just copy down all the homework uh, <laughs> during first period, second period, and third period. Yeah. So I would get like all my homework grades checked off. Yeah, I remember you used to do like your math homework in in like the T in, in the engineering class. I know, and it, no one would want to talk to me until I would try to do that homework. Like there would be so many freshmen. Only when I would do my homework, that would ask me for help on things. Oh my gosh, I wish I remember it was in the class. Yeah, that that math class was so hard to pay attention in because I had I had 
Dylan D'Amico in that class. <laughs> oh my god! And yeah, him and I are very similar people, so we would yeah. just make each other laugh the whole time. And the yeah. teacher liked us, so she like wouldn't get mad. But we would just talk about <laughs> the dumbest things, and I had people like one of my good friends, Justin Lamb, uh-huh. scrub notes since kindergarten, Maddie Bolt, and I would, <laughs> Dylan and I would just mess around the entire period. <laughs> like we would just make competitions, and we with our teacher to sh- try to see who could show her like the funniest meme. <laughs> like that that's how we that was a math class typical math class for us man that sounds fun <laughs> it, was, it was so fun I, I barely got any work done but it was so fun <laughs> all right next question what do you prefer better pancakes or waffles Ooh. what type of waffles whatever whatever type i don't know i actually don't know many types of waffles but mm, i guess i'd have to go with with waffles, waffles. Because I like that. I like that little crunch. Crunch, yeah. I, I I think I would do the same, but for waffles are harder to make, unless yeah. you have one of those machines or something. So next question: What do you prefer, dumbbells or kettlebells? Definitely dumbbells. Yeah, I would Definitely say dumbbells. For me, like like one of my uh one of my friends, like because obviously we're in lockdown and everything, and he he got dumbbells for he lives like two hours away, so we we met up for I, I forgot when like a, a month ago we met up and he got kettlebells and like I tried to do anything with kettlebells, it just felt awkward and like yeah, it, it, would it just, feels weird because it like rotates in your hand. While yeah, you do it. it would hit it would hit my like forearm and wrist every time I would do anything. I'm like this, yeah, this sucks. But but dumbbells, I mean kettlebells are like good for lower body stuff i guess yeah but. they're good for like certain exercises yeah like the uh like the goblet squat, goblet squat i yeah. definitely prefer doing kettlebells with goblet squat yeah. lunges but i just feel like dumbbells are more versatile, versatile. yeah That's like you can hit every muscle group for sure with yeah. dumbbells but you can't hit every muscle group with yeah. kettlebells i mean you can but the dumbbells just make it easier right have you are you aware of uh of, of this like new dumbbell thing it's called uh thompson belt bell or something uh, thompson it's like I'm a not. it's you searched up it's so cool like it's like a circle it's like a sphere ball but you can put your hand inside the dumbbell and like it, oh i think i have seen that on some of the fitness instagram pages yeah yeah so like it's it, it's super cool like i haven't seen any of them in the gyms like like near, close to me but i've seen it in like like youtube and everything and that like that looks so like it like and it's smaller than the dumbbells too and it's like mm-hmm. it feels like it has an easier like well, center of gravity easier to lift and stuff so i hope yeah that, like i mean i'm trying to buy one but like everything is sold out like yeah it's like, hard to get stuff right now <laughs> yeah and the rogue fitness like website i just clicked like send me an email when all these are in stock for like everyone so hopefully i can cough one soon but we like if it, it seems like the gyms are not going to open for like another four months or three three to four months it seems yeah we just got we just got to pray <laughs> mm-hmm. this is this is a hard question what's your favorite movie favorite movie mm-hmm. i can definitely tell you my favorite series is star wars star wars yeah yeah i love the star what, wars what's your series favorite star wars my favorite star wars one um probably the return of the sith yeah i was gonna yeah man that's just classic super like super that's the um that's the fifth one correct third third one that's that's uh that's the the first one is the phantom phantom menace second is the attack of the clones and revenge of the sith number three 
Oh, I'm thinking of the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's my favorite yeah. One. The fifth that, one. Yeah, that was one. That's for me. The one where like, they're on like the the hoth, the snow, yeah, world, the snow and, world, and like Darth Vader's like, "I'm your father." And yeah, yeah. For me, Revenge of the Sith has to come first. Then it has to. Yeah. You like the you like the prequels more than the the OGs. I don't, no, I I don't I I do like the originals better, but I just like but just. Return just, of the I don't, I don't like there. Phantom Menace. Like I like Dark Maul yeah. and like <laughs> I don't know how they made a pod race nineteen minutes. It was like <laughs> I know. Nine, seventeen or nineteen minutes. The like only it's crazy. Good, <laughs> the only good part of that movie, in my opinion, is just Dark Maul and like his his everything. But yeah. A, apart from that, I hated it. And like Attack of the Clones, except like the last scene where they like all the Jedi's fight. I don't really mm-hmm. like it. Like I'll, I'll watch them. Yeah, like, I watch them, but but I only watch like if I had to pick pick them like they would definitely would not be anywhere near my first choices like right. i would watch them if i was going to watch the whole series like mm-hmm. in order yeah what do you what do you think about the new one the, the rise of skywalker like there's, there's i was been, i was um i didn't like them when they came out at first mm-hmm. like before i'd seen it i was like oh, i wish they just left left star wars like how it was yeah um but they i they actually weren't that bad the last one was just, like, really confusing. Yeah, I know. Like, they just bought Palpatine out of nowhere. <laughs> and, like... And when did when was Rey able to, like, heal people? Facts. Like, it's, I know. It's just, there's so many plot holes. And, in. like, and then, like, uh, Kylo, like, heals her and then just, like, just dies. I know. Yeah, it's just, that's so weird. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, I like how, I like the last sequence with, like, where they fight Palpatine and everything. That was yeah. super cool. I felt like they tried to cover too much in the time. So you kept jumping back and forth. Yeah. I feel like they yeah. should have just tried to like cover maybe like just two storylines and go back and forth between those two storylines. Yeah, for sure. Like, but I, I hated Rose. Like, <laughs> yeah. In, a in, lot the, of in the one, um, the, what was the eighth one called? I don't know the names of the new the one. The Last Jedi? No, the yeah, first, first one is Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, then Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, then Skywalker. Yeah, I didn't like Rose in The Last yeah. Jedi. I, I hated it. <laughs> I feel like she was an unnecessary character. There was like three, I think the directors, like, they messed up because there was like different directors for like the different movies and the first director had a plan. Then the second director for the second movie had a completely different plan and just disregarded all that. Yeah. And the first, first guy came back and like, okay, we're just going to pick up from where we started and just... Yeah, introduced a completely different thing. I felt like in the Last Jedi too. It was like because by that time Carrie Fisher had yeah. unfortunately already passed away, mm-hmm. and I just feel like they had so many opportunities to like, you know, like let her die. Yeah, I know, like, I know, Princess Leia. The, yeah, and I'm not saying that I want like Princess Leia to die, but like if I if Princess Leia there, like I'd rather have like in person Carrie Fisher. And I just feel like right. there's a lot of opportunities for them to like leave a good ending for her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then like when she blows up and she's like in space and she just yeah. forces <laughs> back into the ship i, know. I was sitting there in the movie theater like what is happening yeah i think they ruined luke in the second one the last jedi like they said yeah they, they kind of make him like <laughs> like evil luke won't kill his own nephew like yeah that's that's yeah it's controversial so i would Back to your question, I that's my favorite <laughs> series. I would have to say, like, especially right now, my favorite movie is Borat. Borat, yeah. It's, it's just so funny. Classic. Absolute classic. 
Next question. I don't, I don't know if it's hard or not, but what's your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero? Um, I'd probably have to say the Flash. Flash, yeah. He's Just because my... he goes so fast. And I was like, <laughs> I wish I could move I fast know. like that. Like, like, in, <laughs> in freshman year in open gyms, we were, I was, this was still back when I was super out of shape. And I'm like, I got like the last couple of liners when it was the hardest. I was like, I'm the Flash. I got this. I got this. And I would do it. And yeah, Flash is super cool. He's just. Do you watch the series, the the one on CW? Yeah, I used to, and I got through like five seasons of it. But then it just got like. Yeah. It was already like, repetitive, but then it just got too repetitive. Like I already know, like I already know everything that's gonna happen. That's true. Like, that's true. <laughs> I know. It's the the recent season. Like I feel like the last, the one before, the couple before this season right now are pretty trash. But the recent one, I I don't think it's it has been that bad, because. They're like, I don't know. Just I feel like the first three were like amazing. Then, they yeah, just the first fell three off. I felt like were definitely the especially best. the first two. Oh my goodness, with like mm-hmm. reverse flash and zoom, that was awesome. Yeah. All right, almost done. Just three more questions left. So, if you could master one skill in basketball and be mediocre in like everything else, like let's say like shooting or ball handling, like stuff like that, what if would I could that master be? one? Like definitely, defense. definitely. Ooh, okay. If I could master finishing, because there's always a spot on a team for somebody who can who can uh, shoot. Anyway, if I if I could like master shooting and I got to like Steph Curry, like mm-hmm. an above level of shooting, that'd be great. But there's always a spot on the court for someone who can just lock down the other team's right. best player. Right. So if I if I could be like the best defender of all time, mm-hmm. like I felt like I would definitely choose that because yeah. even though I'm only like six one ish, if I could just lock down like anybody, then I then the, you know like you'd have to go to the league. Right. But there are plenty <laughs> of like great shooters that like yeah. that don't that don't go to the league. But if you like a, an amazing defender, like that you'll find yeah, spots for sure. Similar Especially in today's day and age. Yeah. So similar question. Uh, if you could only have one thing in terms of athleticism, like quickness or vertical jump, endurance or strength, what would it be? This one's a little bit harder. I would, I would definitely again have to say quickness. Quickness, yeah. Just because if you have like a quick first step, and you can beat anyone off the dribble, mm-hmm. that that's easily a plus. And if you're quick, that means you're going to be laterally quick too. So that yeah. means even if like. You're not the best defender. As long as you can stay, like if you're not strong or you can't jump, you can stay in front of your matchup yeah. for like 90% of possessions or higher. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like Tyreek Hill is honestly one of the most well-rounded athletes. Period. Oh, like, easily. He's easily. so fast. He could he could probably be in an Olympic track team if he really wanted to. He's, he, he, he's I think he could. At, yeah, he's amazing at – football obviously and he can he he can jump like 40 inches or something like that's yeah insane. he's an insane vertical like that's crazy he's one of the best athletes i've ever like and he throws seen. down ridiculous dunks and he's like what like 510 <laughs> yeah and I, I know it's crazy like and to just like if you see him play is this his like if you look at his feet it's just it's like a blur it's like the flash basically like like you, you don't even see his feet moving it's just like his yeah he's moving so fast all right, last but not least, what's your favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal? Oh, that's tough. Because I'm like, 
inside of me is like a fat person. Like if I didn't play sports, <laughs> I would I would definitely be like severely overweight if yeah. I didn't exercise <laughs> and I just ate what I wanted. I'd probably have to go with might be generic, but Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Just yeah. I could eat that all day. I've actually only been to like Chick Fil A once in my life. Are like, do you like chicken? I do. I love chicken. I eat chicken like every day, <laughs> but I've never. I've been there like once, and I kind of forgot. I think I got like a sandwich. If I remember yeah, correctly, I get that spicy deluxe sandwich, man. It's that's yeah. game changer. Like Actually. the closest Chick Fil A to us, and uh, I bet though was like thirty minutes away. Oh man, <laughs> like thirty, forty minutes away. And there's like just sometimes during the week, like after the season ended, mm-hmm. we just be like, all right, guys, like let's go, let's go, <laughs> get in the car, we're going. Yeah. All right, that's I think yeah, it's everything I have right now. I thank you, thank you so much for taking your time out of out of your day for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having podcast. me. Yeah, obviously for sure. So, and yeah, thank you guys for watching this. I appreciate if you came this far, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you, Jack, for tuning in. I'll I'll talk to you soon.